0: This show is part of the Retrozap.com Podcast Network. Hi, this is Joey, and today's show is brought to you by Tea Public. Go to the AnimaniCast T-Public store by visiting. T public.animini cast.com. Hi, Nation.
1: And welcome, everybody, to a special episode of the AnimaniCast. And welcome once again to a special episode of the cast We are the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we explore the series episode by episode, exploring all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Where's Kelly? Oh, um, well not joining across us across the country <laughs> is Kelly because Kelly is actually on a, a cruise right now she she's out uh, we're, we're gonna call it the Animani cast cruise yeah it was our first uh, cruise as a podcast you know how it is we become a you know a big podcast you know and you get to get your own cruise together with all your fans and everything. Uh, yeah, we started one. Unfortunately, Nathan and I missed the boat. And, uh, uh so did, quite like, literally. So did, yeah, so did, uh, all of our listeners, I believe. But Kelly's there with her friends, so that's good. So she's having a great time on the Animated Cast Cruise this week. But that leaves me and Nathan on dry land. And we're going to be talking about a couple cool things, though. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be talking, first we're going to talk about the Animaniacs merchandise that has been hitting shelves and, uh. Merchandise, merchandise. Merchandising, merchandising. Uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about the merchandise that's been hitting the store shelves and, of course, online re-realtors, retailers whatever. Or realtors, and they've been selling us, uh, you know, land and houses. I don't know. Yeah. Hey? An Animaniacs house. Ooh. A water tower. Wow. Uh, we're gonna get into all of it. And if we miss something, you know what? Just let us know. Give us, uh, an email, animaniacast at retrozap.com. And, uh, you know, let us know what you have found out there on shore store shelves, or shore shelves. And, we'll uh. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll share it with the show. Um, after our merchandise talk, we're also, we're also going to be talking about Animaniacs issue number four. Way back from 1995, the comic series. And, uh, it's an issue that, um, well. It has issues. It has issues. <laughs> uh, it has some major issues. <laughs> and we're gonna get into that. But let's go ahead and get into our merchandise talk right now.
0: Hey, Gat, this is Pinky, and you're listening to Animaticast. You know why? Because you're going to take over the world. NARF!
1: <clears throat> so. When it comes to Animaniacs merchandise, uh it's it's well there's a lot more than there used to be, that's for sure. Um back in the heyday, Nathan, do you remember having you know, seeing Animaniacs and stuff on store shelves and
2: Well, with at the Warner Brothers store. Definitely
1: so, there. But... <laughs> but you don't remember it seeing much other places other than that? No, not really, no. Yeah. Well you were younger, I mean it was it was pretty much everywhere. I mean I it, I still have my Box of Life cereal that uh, got (laughs) autographed by, uh Tress McNeil, Jess uh, Harnell, and uh, Rob Paulson because that was the only thing in the house that (laughs) I could really think of get signed on the day they were coming to town and, uh, hey, it's worked out perfectly for me, but, uh, you know there was quite a bit of Animaniacs merchandise uh, could be seen mostly of it was most of it was kind of cheap stuff um, in my little, yeah, like Happy Meal stuff, right? Yeah, Happy Meal. I mean, Happy Meal did a pretty decent job, I think, with the with the toys back then. And, of course, they had Tiny Toons as well. Um, there was video games, and we'll get into our discussion of those video games one of these days. Mm, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but uh, of course, at the Warner Brothers store, they had everything. They had those great plush animals. Um, they had, of course, the expensive stuff like the animation cells that you could buy. And t-shirts and all those different things I, I bought a lot of Animaniacs t-shirts Um, and Pinky and the Brain things From from there Um, one of the Animaniacs shirts I still have, uh, right here in the room Too, I'll have to It doesn't fit me anymore But if 20 years ago it fit me really well <laughs> <laughs> Uh But let's go ahead and talk about some of uh, Speaking of clothes, let's talk about Some of the, the shirts and clothes That are out right now Um Let's start to talk over about a uh, hot topic. Hot topic is always a great place to go to. You know, when you're looking for, when you're looking for clothes, or you're looking for, you know, piercings or black clothing, <laughs> or <laughs> if, if you, you want to
2: like rebel against, you know, the man, like yes. hot topic is.
1: Yeah, if you want to rebel against the man <laughs> and buy some corporate stuff, then that's exactly. where you go. On hot topic. <laughs> um, and now I go there to like. Stick my head in there and just kind of feel a little old and awkward now as I walk in. <laughs> uh, anyway, but Hot Topic has a couple of uh, of cool things that you could uh, check out, and I'm not quite sure if you can actually find these in store. You might be able to find a few of them, you know, in store. But the first one is one that uh, our own co-host Kelly actually purchased and uh, took over to DragonCon last year, and that is the Wacko Dress. And uh, you can buy this in numerous different retailers. Uh, Hot Topic being one of them. But this is a cute dress. Uh, you can actually—it uh, has a kind of a face of Wacko uh, on the top, and then kind of Animaniacs uh, print uh, stuff on the uh, on the skirt itself. It's uh, and I think it comes with like ears and stuff too that you can yeah, put I'm on. Yeah,
2: I'm not sure, like ears and a tail or what. Yeah. I'm not sure if that comes with it or if she's just wearing those but
1: <laughs> yeah but it's pretty cute. I mean it's a great it's a great uh dress to wear um you know at a convention or If you meet Rob Paulson? If you meet Rob good. Paulson exactly, <laughs> she got to she wore it uh, during her uh her meet up with Rob Paulson at the press conference last time at Dragon Con and I think I think we might have audio of it but um Rob Paulson got it. Asked,
2: yeah, audio he, of the dress. <laughs> yeah, well
1: he asks her, "Did you make this?" <laughs> so it's uh it is it, it is very nice looking and it makes we it You want
2: a dress that looks homemade. <laughs> no, not
1: like that. <laughs> no, but it's it's uh it's unique. That's why of course he would ask is like, "Hey, did you make this?" cuz you don't see it around anymore, you know? But it's uh you can actually just buy it right there at Hot Topic. Well, Nathan, there's a couple other things at Hot Topic. What else uh, what other kind of t-shirts can you find over there on their website? So they got like a pretty pink
2: shirt with all the Warners jumping around, and then there's like weird like a uh, sweater thing that I could see here. It's a turquoise like long sleeve that has the Animaniacs on it. There's also some socks which kind of look cool. I think I would like those the most because yeah. they're very
1: plane <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly the socks themselves that that's really when it comes to the the guy stuff that's uh that's probably what i would go for too they look very almost professional you know they're just mm-hmm. gray and um have a little tiny uh you know yakko head on one and a wacko head on the other and uh the other two shirt, like the, the the girl's shirt is kind of a tie dye shirt pink tie-dye mm-hmm. and the boy's shirt is kind of a long sleeve uh t-shirt right there that uh is turquoise it it looks okay they're kind of it's weird because these are kind of retro like they look very much like the same symbols and stamps kind of clip art that you would see on tons of animaniacs merchandise just put on shirts that are new shirts instead of old shirts um it looks pretty good, but yeah, those socks are definitely the, the one to go to. And they're only, uh, $7.92 right now. So that's pretty, hey, you. pretty, you know, inexpensive for socks. I guess. For
2: one pair oh. though, I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, who else is going to well. say that they have animaniac socks? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, another store that is very, you know, it's similar to Hot Topic, but, uh, we don't have one in Tucson, but I think there might be perhaps one or something in uh, in in the LA area. And this is Box Lunch. And Box Lunch, uh, you can also find these at BoxLunch.com has a few different Animaniac shirts. Uh, one of which I really like just because it's so uncommon is a Hello Nurse t shirt. And uh, it shows it features Hello Nurse right in the right in the you know front and center. And on the right and left of her, there's a Yakko and Wacko with little hearts in their eyes and falling in love with her and there's you know, hearts and stuff all around it. It I feel almost, like
2: their coloring is weird though. Like they're
1: well they're they're pink. <laughs> yeah, they're pink. They're so much in love that they've changed color.
2: Yeah. <laughs> their shirts and pants and hat like the it's like they only had red and pink for some reason.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Well, these are a little bit more expensive, but I believe the the whole concept though for Box Lunch is that when you buy stuff for with Box Lunch that they actually uh buy stuff for uh other people. It says with every $10 spent on their pop culture themed product uh such as uh you know collectibles and stuff, Box Lunch will help provide a meal uh secured by Feeding America for uh local food banks. So, you know, you're doing your, you're doing your part. You're getting a cool animaniac shirt and you're helping fund some, uh, some local food banks around the country. So that's kind of cool. Hmm. <laughs> there, there's also a, an animaniac shirt that shows the, uh, you know, see no evil, uh, speak no evil, hear no evil kind of thing with Yakko, Wakko, and Dot that it's on a lot of uh, pictures and a pretty cool, uh, long sleeve animaniacs, uh, checkered long sleeve t-shirt that i think it looks pretty much the best of those hmm. designs um and of course there's those socks again i'm not yep. exactly sure if they're the same socks or not they're but...
2: the same they're five dollars more though
1: yeah we're actually twice, them, oh, yeah, uh, twice as much
2: yeah they're twice as i guess they're fifteen dollars instead of eight
1: yeah so. so they're almost twice as much but yeah but you're feeding somebody right right i don't know, <laughs> I don't
2: know. i'm sure you could give someone eight dollars they probably could get more food <laughs> Them whatever box lunch is going to get, but yeah. you know, yeah. Hey, box
1: lunch it. isn't a isn't a sponsor of ours. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. Go to Hot Topic and then find some person and buy them a value or meal at don't. McDonald's. Hot
2: Topic's not sponsoring us either. Well, but... yeah,
1: that's true. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> give well, us
2: the money. We'll buy it for you. Exactly. And then
1: we'll... <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of people who aren't bo- who aren't sponsoring us, uh there's a couple other places here you can get some <laughs> Anime shirts. Um eighties Tees has some um, a couple of uh different Animaniacs official license merchandise. One of them is just the traditional Animaniacs logo and it's kind of distressed, and the other one is very weird looking. Uh and it says insane in the brain, and it's it kind of looks it's really funky looking. It almost looks like yeah. psychedelic. Uh it's green and hot pink with the brain kind of staring at you weird and yeah, it's kind of weird. What do you think about these designs, Nathan?
2: I don't know. The brain is also looks like a brain. Like the word "brain."
1: Is... Yeah, it's all squishy and pinky, pink yeah. looking. It's.
2: Um, I guess the classic Animaniacs one is always a fine one. It looks all like faded, pre-faded.
1: So it when like, you want to uh, look at when you want to make it look like you have a, a retro shirt, but you don't.
2: Yeah, like a brand go. new shirt that looks like it's ten years old already. So it's. <laughs>
1: Well, um, and of course, I've also seen a, a couple. Uh, there's a great Pinky in the Brain shirt that's available over at uh, Target, I believe, and you can get that in their pop culture section in in men's. Um, it has Pinky in the Brain on it. It looks pretty cool. You know, those shirts go on like sale for you know eight dollars, ten dollars, something like that. So that's that's a pretty affordable Animaniac shirt. Um, I think Kohl's every now and then has Animaniac shirts from time to time, but. You know, they're kind of popping here and there and everywhere. Then um, sometimes they disappear completely. Like the site The Hundreds, uh, which is this uh, men's uh, apparel site, it sells very expensive stuff. <laughs> the Hundreds had a deal with Animaniacs a few months ago. And I don't know. And they even had a deal before that with Roger Rabbit merchandise, too. And... Basically they sell a few things for a very limited stock and then they're sold out and they're gone. And I'm amazed because while off the top of my head I can't remember how much these things were, but I want to say it was like forty or fifty dollars for a shirt. And it was just huh. it didn't look any different than any of these other shirts that go for like ten or twenty. Um other than you can say that you spent fifty dollars on an Animaniac shirt. Um it's cool. kinda cool. But but I think we all know where the the place you should go if you really want a cool Animaniacs shirt. Nathan, where do they need to go?
2: It's the dot com.
1: That's right. It's It's <laughs> It's com, And you can see a full listing of different Animaniacs shirts that have been designed by independent artists. And uh, what's really awesome about buying these? Not only uh, did they often go on sale for as little as fourteen dollars a design for the shirts, um, but you also help support the artist, and you even help support this podcast as well. So it's a you know it's a double dip for how fantastic it is. So check that out for some shirts right there. You won't be disappointed. Plus, you can make some different merchandise with it too. You know, you can get stickers or phone cases or sweatshirts. Or a mug. Or a mug. Yeah. We have <laughs> Animani cast mugs and they, they work perfectly, don't they? They just, they keep things yep. warm. <laughs> and I've washed it over and over and over in the dishwasher and it doesn't come off or anything. I just, I love it. I love it. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, what else do we have, Nathan? What are, what are some other than apparel? What else do we have out there that's merchandise related?
2: Oh boy. Let me tell you. So, uh, yeah, we have, uh, some, some, We, like, okay, so at Nostalgia Vault, we found a pen. Yep. There's a a pen here for, what, $10? And it has uh, the three warners on it.
1: Yeah, Uh, and that's kind of like a, it's a totally new design. So it's like, a you know, some, you know, artists made these right here at Nostalgia Vault. And, yes, some nice little Yakko, Wacko, and Dot kind of stylized lapel mm -hmm. pen right there. Yeah. Looks pretty nice. That's fine,
2: yeah. Um, You you mentioned something about Animaniacs masks?
1: Yeah. uh, I I don't know. Yeah, there's some Animaniacs masks that you can find out there as well. And these, uh, how could I describe these? These look like the the old masks from the 80s where they're just kind of like plastic where you have little holes in the eyes and a little hole for like the, the mouthpiece, basically. It just covers the front half of your face. And they're made with that kind of... You know, hard, somewhat hard plastic, kind of cheap plastic that'll break right after a while. Um, oh, fun. <laughs> yeah, so much fun. Uh, you know, the, you, you know, the ones I'm talking about, right? With the rubber band that would grow on the back of your head. Do you have any, do you remember these, Nathan? You were, you were a child of late eighties. I don't know if you had much experience with these. Well,
2: I, I mean, sure, I guess. I don't know. I'm just picturing like cardboard
1: mess It's that very you get similar, out of that. very similar to a that book. But, yeah, people know what I'm talking about out there. This is a Halloween mask used to be like, you know, where you have a rubber band across the back of your head and a plastic mask that kind of sits on the front ear face and boy oh boy back in the day, you know, it would be some sometimes the plastic would be, you know, kind of cutting into your face a little bit and everything. Boy, it the, the things we had to go through in the 80s. But anyway, <laughs> this these masks uh go for about 15 to $20 each online. And, uh, you know, while I wouldn't say that they're, you know, cosplay quality, I could definitely see some people wearing these at a, you know, a comic con of some sort or at a, at a, uh, you know, a Halloween party or costume party. or just
2: around the house, just you know? around Cause... the
1: house. If you're creepy, you want to wear that because <laughs> they do kind of look creepy <laughs>
2: um, or if you want to like rob a bank or something, right? That's and true. Wear those kind of masks. Yeah, like...
1: exactly. They're great for bank robberies. Um, yeah. <laughs> They will show the back of your head, so maybe they're not mm. that great. But whatever. That's fine. Yeah, okay. So rob a bank and let us know. <laughs> no. Okay. Nope. Nope. Okay, we're, okay, fine. Don't rob a bank. <laughs> <sighs> but other than that, we have, you know, there's other things as well. Of course, we have the Funko figures, which are mm-hmm. very popular and still available on uh, many uh, outlets. I know at Amazon, you could get each one of, uh, there's Yakko Wacko Dot. And Pinky and the Brain, and each one goes for about ten dollars. Although the Brain and Yakko are a little rarer right now. Um, it, yeah, let's see, Pinky, Dot, and Wacko. You can get them for about nine bucks, sometimes ten. But the Brain sometimes go up goes up to about fifteen, and Wacko I've been seeing for twenty. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on with the distribution with those uh, right. Funko figures, but they are available, and uh, they're they're pretty cool. And Nathan, you helped me buy one. And yes. Was, <laughs> you, you had to go on the hunt at the, the last Phoenix Comic Con. Uh, oh, they
2: were, I was all over the place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> haggling and doing all this thing, getting that brain. Uh, and, of course, we can't uh, stop our merchandise discussion without the talk of two very important figures. What are those?
2: So we have the Q-Figs uh, Max the Good Feathers figures, uh, which are just recently released. Uh, they look really cool. Um, and then there was also coo. the Pinky in the what oh yeah <laughs> definitely cool, uh, and then the pinky in the brain, the q fig uh uh figurine that came out a little while ago, but that one lo- and that's looks like uh they're reading plans to take over the world, and they're both very well done, so
1: yeah, these are really fantastic figures, and they're only fifteen dollars each
2: which yeah uh, surp- they look like they could be well past that i mean
1: oh totally totally like the,
2: 50 you know more oh <laughs> no. totally
1: when you first see these figures i mean with without knowing the scale you could think mm-hmm. that they're they're like a foot high you know they really the attention to detail when i first saw these was just like how big are these like i really thought they right. were like uh they could be you know a couple a few inches tall or they could be 12 inches tall i'm not exactly sure because the detail is so great on them but you can find uh, both the good feathers and the pinky and the brain figures uh on uh, qmxonline.com and like i said they're only i think 14.99 each so now that they're both available you could purchase both of them and you know get a good deal on shipping and handling and there you go you can get ah. some awesome stuff so yeah, we got
2: to get these as sponsors. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <go. laughs> I guess if you do that, tell them that we sent you. Yeah, idea. exactly. If you buy those maybe. QMX
1: figures. <laughs> I don't think it would do anything. No, maybe probably not. But anyway. But <laughs> well, we like that people like QMX. We talk to them online a lot. And yeah, whenever, whenever QMX uh, does, you know, really has released these new uh, Animaniacs figures, they've made sure to tag us on the photos and everything like that so we can spread the word. So... Yeah, they look awesome. I can't wait to get my hands on these someday and, um, and, uh, review them for the show. So I guess with that, let's, let's, uh, wrap up our merchandise conversation and get into our comics talk. Oh. But, uh, before we do that, if again, like if you, we forgot anything out there, folks, you can email us. This is, uh, you can email us at animaniacast at retrozap.com. Let us know if you find anything new out there on store shelves or perhaps if you have any memories of, Animaniacs merchandise from the past that is, uh, you know, memorable, some of your favorite stuff. Let us know that, uh, we'll be happy to share your thoughts. And, uh, speaking of retro stuff that I'm finding online, I found the coolest thing online. It's a slappy squirrel brush (laughs) that uh, it was like, it has to be the only slappy squirrel merchandise that was probably ever really made other than the happy meal toys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was a brush that just has slappy squirrel on it. And, uh, i found it on etsy you can get it it's it's like for kids but it's still in its package and it's only 15 bucks so if you happen to buy that out there anybody uh hey write us a review let us know what you think about the slappy squirrel (laughs) brush and uh is your hair as nice as slappy when you're done let us know anyway this way two commercials hey it wasn't my idea
0: According to legend, General Grievous was known to boast of the number of lightsabers he had acquired from the bodies of his slain Jedi enemies. Connection. Grievous was the first in a long tradition of collectors of rare items. A tradition that continues to this day on the Retro zap podcast known as the Dorklair. Dorklair! Across the television dial are the four greatest superhero podcasts on the internet. Green Justice and Arrow podcast, Scarlet Velocity, a Flash podcast, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Case Files, and Terrigen Dreams and Inhumans podcast. Join Super Friends Jovial J and Jedi Schwa weekly as they provide commentary and discussion on your favorite heroes. Only on RetroZap.com.
1: All right, let's go ahead and get into our discussion right now of the Animaniacs comic issue number four. So, issue number four of Animaniacs, as we mentioned, was published back in 1995, August, DC Comics, and uh, we're going to be talking about the the segments here called Re-Animaniacs, Hello Watson, and then a Pinky and the Brain uh, comic short <laughs> entitled. Space case. Ugh. So, Nathan, in uh, in just a few words, if you were to summarize this particular comic issue, uh, what would you say? Worst pinky in the brain ever. It was pretty. <laughs> there was a lot of, as the kids would say today, cringe-worthy things. I suppose. Um, for all the kids at my school these days go, "Ooh, that's cringy." There's a lot of things in this issue that made me kind of cringy, but anyway, Mm -hmm. we're going to get into it. (laughs) And so let's get into the first segment or first comic. And this is called reanimaniacs. Reanimaniacs was written by Bobby J.G. Weiss. The penciler was John, John Costanza. The inker was Richard Marizio and the letterer was Steve Haney, colorist Joe Migonio. I believe that's French, and I believe I totally mispronounced Jim's No, you name. got it. No, I got it. I oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> anyway, Nathan, what, what happens here in Reanimaniacs? All right. So,
2: uh, Plotz is going to be holding a big wig club celebration for old time black and white cartoons, um, but he doesn't know anything about it, and neither does Dr. Scratch and Seth. The only experts are the Warners. Um, and as soon as they hear their voices, or their names called, they bust into the room. Um, but, of course, Flots does not want them to show up at all to the party. They, however, are going to do one thing better, and to really show how much they know about old-time black-and-white cartoons, they sneak into the vault and take an old-time cartoon of theirs and then reanimate their old selves It's kind of a weird... Concept. Yeah. So then
1: we got, <laughs> let's talk about that scene for a second real quick. Cause <laughs> basically, cause this is, this part's weird. They go into the vault. Yeah. They take out an old film, which was like an old silent Warners cartoon, which plots does not want them to talk, you know, cause they, they made no sense. They were crazy. He hated them. Well, anyway. Yeah. They gather around in the darkness, holding hands in a seance. And they say, like, Dot tells them she dresses up like a gypsy and says, you know, we must all raise our hands and sit close together. And uh, she's reading from a book that says Raising Spirits for Fun and Profit. Um, and there's candles lit. It's a seance. It's like this weird scene. And she goes into kind of like this spell thing. She's waving her arms around. And out from the film canister jumps, what, Nathan?
2: The Warners, but in black and white, complete duplicates other than being in black and white. Even the noses are black and white, which I felt like they could have maybe been red noses. And the costumes
1: are completely different too, actually. Yeah. It's, it's, it's,
2: it's weird. like they're old timey cartoon costumes or something. I don't know. Um, immediately they like hit like dot, the duplicate of dot hits dot with a, a mallet and then, you know, just for fun and. So anyways, the Warners grab them, put them in a bag, and take them to the party. And then at the party, they kind of run amok. And you would think it's going terrible, but one of the bigwigs is like, oh, that's great. We can just uh color them in and dub them over, and they'll be a huge hit. And then, of course, the black and white characters don't like that. Um, they start throwing pies at everyone. And then the Warners get in a big fight with the black and white Warners. And then... uh The, it's gonna be like, at one point, all the black and white Warners are gonna be like pulling all the ink out of the world, so everything will be black and white. Uh, but then the Warners somehow trick them to go back into an old film somehow. They just kind of like throw them in.
1: I don't really understand it. (laughs) They said, Uh, (laughs) I think they said, um, what did they say? They, they have the, they have a film canister. Their idea is to grab, yeah, they just stuff them into the just they, they stuff them in, into yeah. a film projector and then project them onto a screen, which then in turn puts them back onto the film canister. It's weird.
2: Yeah, and then anyways, <laughs> now the <laughs> there's gonna be they're gonna be uh, brought back basically. There's gonna be a revival of the
1: anime, yeah. which is real life. Yeah, how, how yeah exactly. <laughs> so yeah, they said this is great. Like executives come in and they say, "Wow." we really love black and white film and silent film. We're going to read, you know, do more cartoons with these characters. This is a very confusing plot. And if you could understand what the heck was going on with just a verbal (laughs) talk, then, uh, congratulations, because it is, it is very (laughs) weird. Um, let's talk about a couple references real quick that, that kind of stood out. I think the biggest one was, uh, there's a, The, the one executive that you said that wants to, you know, colorize and dub their voices in, his name is Ted Turnover. And, uh, that is a reference to Ted Turner who, uh, you know, he, he owned, uh, CNN and TNT and all those different, you know, things for many years. And in fact, uh, for, was famous, um, over the years for, Taking old films and colorizing them. I don't know about redubbing them, but he would take black mm-hmm. and white films and color them in. So, um, yeah, they're kind of poking fun at him. And in fact, um, he colorized, uh, you know, the, the Wizard of Oz. You know how now we watch the Wizard of Oz and the beginning of it is the, uh, kind of sepia tone kind of, uh, you know, thing with mm-hmm. Dorothy in Kansas. Well, originally, I believe it was literally black and white. So even that little sepia tone of black and white is colorized because of Ted Turner. Um, so it's kind of weird. You know, that, that's the biggest reference. I did think it was kind of funny that at this party, they're having like a, a comedy. It's like the, um, the history of comedy dinner or something like that. And a man is standing up in front of everybody and is talking about the custard pie becoming a symbol of rebellion in black and white silent comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anarchy was maintained by the underdog who flung said pies into the face of the establishment. And, you know, part of me is like, yeah, that's, that's kind of over analytical and everything like that. But there actually was, <laughs> and probably still is a, uh, a professor at the university of Arizona who I remember gave a talk on the three stooges. And talked, it, it feels like they just stole the speech from him because they talked about throwing the pies at, uh, you know, at the, at the man or whatever, you know, at the, at the establishment <laughs> it was a big, uh, big thing. I was like, wow, that's, that actually looks like <laughs> Professor Schwartz from, uh, from the University of Arizona, but whatever. Um, so Nathan, what do you think about this? This was, uh, what are some highlights? Some parts you liked or parts that were confusing?
2: Uh Doctor Scratch and it Sniff th- forgot that Plotz is afraid of clowns, I think.
1: Oh really? I, did, I missed that part.
2: because well, he's like Dr. Scratch or Plotz is saying that he's bored and Dr. Scratch and Sniff says like, um, hire a clown. Oh, so maybe he was right. just being like insulting him. I don't know, but I think, obviously
1: <laughs> Well I think the bigger plot hole than any kind of hiring a clown to help at being to help at the comedy um uh dinner was the fact that the black and white Warners don't like you mentioned Nathan don't have red noses or anything like that yeah they're and not... it's it's upsetting to me <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the basics just... of uh, ba- basic things of the animaniacs uh, i mean it's in newsreel of the stars and everything like that that they would show them with red noses and uh, yeah,
2: it's, it's weird. It's like, is that not them, or is it just like younger versions? Like, it's just a confusing idea too. Yeah. Like, to it's do like a seance. Have, yeah, you have basically self. the
1: clones fighting each other or something like that. Yeah, so, but it, like, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> did you get the idea that the the older ones were like evil or something like that too? Didn't they see like the black and white ones? Yeah. Okay. They just seem meaner. Um,
2: Yeah, I mean, just the fact that like Dot would hit Dot with a mallet just for funniness or something, just because Dot said that she was cute. I don't know. Didn't really make sense.
1: Yeah. And they have this huge fight. They dress up like in soldier uniforms, which one thing I did kind of think is is good from a design standpoint is the fact that the silent movie warners are dressed up in World War One fatigues and the... Warners that we know are dressed up kind of in World War Two fatigues. So mm-hmm. I thought, that, okay, that's a small little detail. It kind of looks cool. And um, when I, you know, read through it the first time, I didn't really notice that. So I thought that was kind of cool. But overall, it was just, um just weird. It almost felt like Gremlins or something at some point. Like you know, mm-hmm. when they finally lock them up, and Yakko, the original black and white Yakko, just looks. They just look evil. There's too many shots of the original Warners just looking ma- mad at uh at Yako. So
2: Yeah. No. Yeah, like you look at like every panel, I'm just looking at him like there's very few where they're like happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it just didn't it didn't feel right to me. Do you do you think that this comic would be uh would be able to translate well into uh into an actual episode on T V <gasps> or Hulu or whatever?
2: I mean, I guess if they wanted to go down that road, I don't know. I just think it's a weird concept for a, 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 a cartoon. But I mean, I mean, I think it would translate well enough if they wanted to do that story, I yeah. guess.
1: It bothered me. Sense. It bothered I me. Mean, the like, seance, yeah. it's like they're bringing back their dead selves. and Yeah, it, it's weird. It's just, it was too weird. It was I mean, like, weird. but it could be a visual
2: thing. Like, I could see it being a cartoon. I just wouldn't like the cartoon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's very abstract for a uh, an animaniacs uh, issue or comic, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so that was that one. Let's go ahead and move on to our next uh, story, which is called "Hello Watson." Hi. <laughs> and "Hello Watson." At first, when I was reading this, I was thinking it's about Sherlock Holmes, like we just uh, you know talked about. But no, that's it's, what I was hoping. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. Um, "Hello Watson" was ri- written by John Walker. Penciler was Horatio Saavedra, the inker was Ruben Torreiro, <laughs> letterer was David Cody Weiss, and the colorist once again was Joe Mignol, or whatever. I'm mispronouncing Joe's name. Her name, <laughs> I believe. <Anyway. laughs> well, basically, in this the the uh, this comic, the Warners are in Bicycles, or in Wacko's case, just taking advantage of being a cartoon character by floating in midair because he is a cartoon character and apparently they can just float when they want to. Weird. (laughs) Um, The other Warners are riding around the water tower in a circle. And in this case, the water tower is very small. Like, it is literally the size of a normal water tower. It is uh, wooden and they start... They're basically, like, riding their bicycles in circles in the water tower and uh, hugging the the walls. It's very odd. Um, but they get bored of this, and they want to get a pizza, and they're hungry. So they say, well, let's call for pizza. But in order to call for pizza, they need to get the telephone. And apparently they are in history right now, where Alexander Graham Bell <laughs> is inventing the tele... Not the tele... Well, I'll get to that in a second. He's <laughs> inventing the telephone. Which we first find out when we get into Alexander Graham Bell's office, or his laboratory, that he first accidentally invents television, and he turns it on, and Pinky and the Brain are on. And he says, oh gosh, the world is not ready for this, and he smashes it. Um, which was again, just weird, okay? Um, but he says, okay, a telephone, we have got to try to get this thing to... To work, of course, he's calling it the telem phone, which I, -hmm. I, that sounds right. Like, it seems like I may have heard somewhere that the telephone was originally called the telem phone, but maybe that's just my. I know you're supposed to say ahoy hoy. Ahoy hoy. Are you really? Like Mr. Burns? That's why
2: Mr. Burns says ahoy hoy, because that was what Alexander Graham Bell wanted everyone to say on the phone.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, I learned something (laughs) right there. Okay. That's a little bit of history right now. I just say "ahoy, hoy" when I answer the phone. Phone, phone, phone because Mr. <laughs> Burns said it. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, they go to Alexander Graham Bell, and they're being mean to him right from the get-go. They ask for a pizza, and he says, "What a order of what?" And he says, "Easy, we want this with one of these." And they throw a pizza in his face and take his phone. And Yakko then says that they also invented pizza, which, again, I'm getting confused with this issue. Like It's you, so weird. You invented pizza? What? Anyway, <laughs> Alexander Graham Bell is annoyed by them. He tells them, go outside and string telephone uh, cords all around the place so we can talk to somebody else. And they're making beeping noises, I'm assuming, like a telephone truck would do. Again, I don't know why they're making beeping noises. They don't really talk about why. Uh eventually the phone picks up and they yell, Hello, we'd like a pizza into the phone. And a pizza guy comes out through the door and he's Alexander Graham Bell says, How'd you how'd you uh, get this pizza over here when you know I you don't have a phone? And he says, It's easy. I just hear everybody yelling and I come in. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Um, so I don't know They Eventually they start selling the phones And everybody around town Is getting the phones But the warners start taking advantage Of this fact Everybody has a phone They decide that they are going to start doing crank calls On everybody And they're not the best crank calls I mean some of them are pretty good Like uh, they call an Italian chef And they say Do you have spaghetti with Amada? and the italian chef says amada what's amada and he says i don't know what's amada with you huh ah. um <laughs> and they're they're getting pizzas delivered to you know the, to places like the uh, which i thought was like a general's office but it's actually the anti cheese society so they're they're just being jerks they're being mm-hmm. more they're being jerkier than they've ever been, I think, before. Jerky boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh hey. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're calling them all up, and eventually um Alexander Graham Bell cuts them off literally by cutting their cord and um they say, Whoa, you know, we ran away and we're hungry, and too bad there's no phones left. I could really go for a pizza. Well, let's get one the old-fashioned way. And they yell out of the water tower, Hey, pizza guy, give me three jumbos with everything on them and hold the anchovies. The end. And Mm -hmm. um, they're in the water tower. Apparently the Warner Brothers lot tower, which makes no sense because they had telephones by the time Warner Brothers was around.
2: It's, well, it's a TARDIS, Joey. It can it, into you can go any time. know what? When
1: I really, when I saw this, Nathan, it really did feel like the TARDIS in this episode, in this cartoon, right? in this issue, I, in this uh, story, in this whatever it is. This comic has got me flustered and angry. Whatever. That, that, that room at the beginning is just one room it of really the TARDIS. Is. Oh, I it's see. Just... just one circular room. Yeah. That looks like it should be the water tower from overhead, mm-hmm. but it's not. Oh, it's just an anti-gravity room. That would make more sense why Wacko is floating in midair. Um, see,
2: now you're less angry at it.
1: <laughs> sure. Now it really did feel like the TARDIS. I mean, because they they basically say right at the beginning, "What should we do? Let's go see Alexander Graham Bell." You know, and yeah, um,
2: and they already know about phones and pizza. You know, and
1: yeah, they say, "Yeah, let's go visit the gadget guy, Alexander Graham Bell," and. um yeah, uh, again, it, 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 this comic um, it it kind of bothered me in many different ways. It was it was out of character, I think, for the Warners, and I just didn't like the story. What do you think, Nathan?
2: Um, I liked seeing Pinky in the Brain drawn for well second. for a second. Yeah, <laughs> um, the game of telephone was kind of cute.
1: Yeah, they they were as they were testing out the phone. They yeah. you know, say, "Hey, Watson, you know, come here, Watson, I need you." And then they eventually changed, like, "I need you to, I want to kiss you, or something like that." Mm-hmm. And all that stuff.
2: Um. Right. It's it's. It would have been funny if they said "Purple Monkey Dishwasher." Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! That's a Simpsons reference.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. I made too many but...
1: Simpsons references in this one episode already. <laughs> Um, but what do you think? Would this episode work okay on, uh, in an actual TV episode?
2: It just doesn't make sense. If they, if they were more of a TARDIS, then maybe it would make more sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really, I, boy, oh boy. Okay. We got to power through to, uh, the, the next one. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and the next one, of course, is a Pinky and the Brain comic and it's called Space Case. And space case was written by John Walker, penciler was Neil Sternicki, inker Scott McRae, letterer Steve Haney, colorist Tom Ziuku, and Nathan. Tell us what happens here in Space Case. I have no idea. No, <laughs> this is a comp. <laughs> it is a very convoluted plot. But go ahead. This is is so dumb.
2: All right. So, uh, Pinky and the Brain. All right. Um, so we're outside their lab. And some reporters are asking the scientists, is it true that we got a collect call from Venus? And he's like, yes, it's true. We may already be in the, uh, cosmic clearinghouse sweepstakes, uh, or may already be a winner of it. So it's like the weird, so apparently Venus is a place that you could go to because it's not,
1: you know, Venus is, uh, (laughs) what's set up right at the very beginning is that these scientists have been having these secret talks with the Venetians, the Venusians, so, yeah, or whatever you want to call creatures them. creatures
2: from Venus that have been talking to humans. So they're going to send some mice up into the air, or into space, and it's not Pinky in the brain. You would think it would be them, but no, it's not them. So they go over next door to the mice that are going to space, and they switch places with them. Okay. They could have yeah. just sent, you know, whatever. Well, the brain wants <laughs> to,
1: you know, they've been there. He says, like, they have a seniority in the lab, and yeah, therefore they so should they go to should space. Go
2: but for some reason, this is going to help them rule the world. It doesn't I make know. any
1: sense to me either. I don't <laughs> They probably said how somewhere they were going to take over the world. Here's the weird thing. The scientists were going to be taking over the world. It sounds like, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Because yeah. there's this discussion. They go into the science lab and the scientists say, um, this Venusian mind, mega mind blinder sounds like it can do some incredible brainwashing. I just can't figure why they're making. Why they're making us send mice to pick up the parts. So basically, mm-hmm. these scientists and this military general want to brainwash everybody in the world. <laughs> and apparently the the people in Venus have said that they are going to help give them the parts for this. I don't know. It's oh, weird. Anyway, go on, Nathan. What happens
0: Right, next? right.
2: Uh, okay. So anyways, uh, Pinky and the Brain get launched into space in a rocket. And they're in the little glass cage. So they break out. And then they need to get gravity boots. So they get some gravity boots. And then they're on Venus, which looks like the moon, even though Venus should be all gassy, basically, like, and really hot. But none of that. No. Also, there's no gravity on Venus for some reason. I mean, there's an atmosphere, so there should be gravity. Um, Anyways, whatever. Continuing, the <laughs> creatures from Venus are actually cats. They look kind of like Sylvester or something, and uh, they decide they want to eat the mice. So uh they capture them and then they're going to break them like they do uh those eggs. What are those eggs called that do crack them with a spoon and then oh,
1: like hard boiled eggs. They put them in little yeah, things and they're trying to crack their them. helmets open with spoons. Yeah.
2: So uh to break away, uh Pinky and the Brain just take off their gravity boots and fly away even though they should just kind of stay in the same spot. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they jump really high. We'll say that. Um, and then they get back into the rocket. And that's the end of the episode. They say, well, tomorrow night we'll try to take over the world. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Also, every, all the animation looks pretty bad, but.
1: Well, yeah, the animation looks horrible. They didn't move at all.
2: Right. And like, <laughs> it looks like they didn't even color in a lot of them. Like, because they're wearing helmets, like it just looks like black and white.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They, they, hey, they got to uh, save some money on, uh, on inking is, in this one yeah. Yeah, Because they didn't have to worry Apparently once you put your mouse head into a bubble You don't have to color the nose or anything like that <laughs> So they're just black and white faces Um, Yeah This this comic was confusing It made uh-huh. little to no sense And it wasn't that funny nope.
2: Um <laughs> It didn't feel like a pinky in the brain It felt like it was just a generic Mice cartoon You know
1: like, Yeah like the mice just, yeah, it could be any mouse. That's true. It's like they, the, they didn't really, and at one point, like, um, I don't know, understand why, but like the brain asks, I implore you, eat me first. Is that just because Pinky is supposed to be annoying him or something like that? I, I think so. I, I was I, like, but I didn't get the sense that the brain was really being annoyed that much by Pinky. Like, um, I just, I don't know, like the comedy on this one just didn't seem to to work as well. What
2: about uh, when Pinky walked into a wall?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he walked into a wall uh, and hit his head in the mouse hole or something like that. They, right. Again, uh, just like little things that just weren't working. And of course the, um, the comic writers right here are trying to give uh, pinky different things to say than just Narf and Z- Zort or whatever. Zut or mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But <laughs> point, point. Point. He does. He, those are the three things he says, right? Narf, Zort and, or Zort. I don't, know, I can't even pronounce it right. And point. Um, <laughs> point. But in this, he's saying again, like, snoo brain and Zork's brain. And then he, and he wants to say wang, wang brain. Yeah, because the, the brain whacks open the cage with his, he like kind of does this karate kick to open up their door and that makes this sound wang. And he says, ooh, I like that sound effect. Mind if I pinch it for me vocabulary? He talks so much like a Cockney. Um, he's written so differently. The Pinky's, Pinky would not sound like this in an actual comic. I don't know. The brain's, the brain's good enough. You know, he's looking good, but I don't know. It was just a confusing story and, um, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Any Any thoughts on this one, Nathan, before we wrap it up?
2: No, that's pretty much it. It just was not good,
1: yeah well, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating
0: <laughs>
1: Well, what do you think, Nathan? Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give this comic book?
2: uh, let's say two water towers well I'll say. I'm going to go one and a half. One oh, and yeah. a half. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? Um, I just really didn't like any of them very much. I mean, there was some funny parts, I think. So that's where that half one and a half comes from. But overall, just like animation-wise, like that Pinky in the Brain one especially just bothered
1: me, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. It, it's... Well, I don't know. They, each one bothered me for different reasons, but I'm going to go ahead and say one and a half as well. It, it it's like the 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 drawings were all a little bit off. It seems like they just really didn't put too much effort into this one. I mean, I guess I take that back. They put effort into it. I just think when they did, they kind of failed, <laughs> which is sad. But it's like um, I think that that first one. With a little bit of retooling, you might be able to do something with it, like uh to, you know, to make it a little bit better. But it's right? just weird. It's a séance to bring back the spirits or something of the old Warners who were right there of their previous cells. It's like that is it's, like it's too meta, man. It's weird. Yeah,
2: but like they, I think that was maybe the best one. I don't know. They, they, they're all have, that was the best of the I,
1: three. If I were to say, like, rank them. Yeah, it. yeah. The the Pinky in the Brain was definitely the worst anyway mm. well there we go so <laughs> that'll do it for today's discussion we will be back next week we're going to be talking about episode 73 of animaniacs nathan let's get to some contact information nathan where can people get in contact with you online
2: well if you want to see me or hear from me or read from me twitter jingo ft that's me huh. there we go
1: <laughs> and uh, as for the AnimaniCast, We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook We're on Instagram We have a YouTube channel Go ahead and subscribe to that Subscribe to our feed on iTunes Stitcher or whatever podcast Listener you like to listen to You gotta do it It's amazing, it's fantastic <laughs> It's what all the cool kids are doing uh, Or You could simply go over to animanicast.com. And, uh, that'll take you right on over to our RetroZap.com archives. And, uh, speaking of RetroZap.com, there's a ton of awesome podcasts and articles and videos and all this other stuff on RetroZap.com that you could be listening to and watching and reading every single day. Uh, we have great, uh, articles written by Dennis Keithley, who reviews each and every episode, each and every issue of Star Wars comics that come out. And, of course, we have 21 different podcasts that you should be listening to. Podcasts such as The Arg Cast, Beltway Banthas, Skywalking Through Neverland, The Deuce Cast, and Starships, Sabers, and Scoundrels, along with a bunch of other ones. And you know what you can do? You can actually simply subscribe to the RetroZap.com feed on iTunes or whatever podcast listener you listen to. And you can have each one of the RetroZap podcasts delivered straight to your device. It's fantastic. Including this one. There you go. Well, that'll do it for the, today's episode. So for Nathan, this is Joey saying, Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment.
0: This is uh, Frank. I'm uh, here interviewing people about the lovely people over at tpublic.com who are our sponsors for today's show. Excuse me, sir. Yeah. Can you come here? Yeah. What, Matt, what's that? Well, I was wondering if you, sir, liked T-shirts.
1: Like them? I love T-shirts. I wear a T-shirt every day.
0: Well, I see Whoa! Watch out for the traffic. Jeez, it's a crazy out uh, here. Yeah. So anyway, I was wondering, uh, did you know that T Public is a great place to go for independent artist designs? No, I did not. And did you know that by going to T Public uh, and uh, seeing all those uh, different shirts, you are not only getting an awesome shirt, but you are helping sponsor uh, various independent artists around the world. No, I did not. And did you also not know that if you went to tpublic.animaniacast.com, you could see a selection of Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, Tiny Toons, Freakazoid, Spielberg, and various other designs selected by the hosts of the Animaniacast. No, uh, well, actually, yeah, I did know that. Oh, well, yeah, so anyway head on over to tpublic.animaniacast.com
1: I already did. Look at this awesome shirt I'm wearing.
0: Wow, it's the Animaniacast logo.
1: Yep, and there's a bunch of other ones up there too. So head on over to tpublic.animaniacast.com